So in today's podcast, I had Catherine on from Integrated Men's Health. We had an f- awesome conversation about pornography addiction, which I think, you know, this is a bigger issue than we think. And especially when you get into the statistic size and all the damage that it's done, it's, um, yeah, it's a very, you know, good, some very good point of views in this conversation about this topic. I won't ramble on too much about it in the intro because I think this is, you know, listen, you know, observe, do your own research, reach out to one of us about it, especially Catherine, I think would be very important in that kind of thing. But yeah, you know, listen, you know, this is a very good podcast and, you know, states a lot of good, you know, facts about it. So yeah enjoy but before we jump into the podcast today if you do want to support the podcast that extra little bit you can um jump onto patreon.com forward slash studio mindfulness any little bit helps you get a few extra little things here and there but yeah hope you enjoy today's podcast welcome to the show thank you thank you for coming on it's um so I'll get you to explain the work you want that you do, but like mm-hmm. what were the topics we're going to talk about on this podcast? Because this is something that I started to dive into at the beginning of the year, and I find it quite fascinating, especially you know when you get into you know the statistic size, the side effects, and all that. But yeah, I'll get you to explain. Sure. Well, I'll introduce myself first. So it's Catherine Lyle from Integrated Men's Health. I'm a men's health and porn addiction specialist. Um, I've been doing this full time for seven years, but 15 years since I became a kinesiologist. So I am a practitioner. I come from that practitioner point of view. I'm not, um, you know, just a coach who used to have a porn addiction, that type of thing. Not that there's anything wrong with that, um, but I come from a, a different healing perspective around this topic of porn addiction. Um, and so I'm a kinesiologist, intuitive healer, uh, transformational coach, psycho-spiritual therapist, and I'm a massage therapist as well, as well as a tantric healer, Lomi Lomi. Um, and all of that kind of comes into a, um, a treatment that I've designed to help quit, get men off porn and it's called integrated massage therapy. So, um, I have a number of programs as well. So I've, I've come up with all of these things based on what I've seen in, 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 you know, in front of me with my clients. There's nothing like no textbook can teach you what I've learned. Um, and the reason why I do what I do is because I started treating men seven years ago in 2013, I did a massage course and, um, therefore started to attract more men in, in my practice because men don't like to get massaged by men. So it's, it's just a natural progression. Um, and I opened a clinic for men and, uh, I started to see some things happening with all of my clients around sexual health. And I didn't understand, I hadn't even flagged porn addiction as a thing, uh, in my personal life either. Like I, I knew that there were guys that I was dating that would, you know, kind of watch a lot of porn, but I wasn't kind of putting all the pieces together until I met someone, um, at the same time as me meeting someone in my personal life, I had a porn addiction expert contact me and want to work in the clinic. He never ended up working in the clinic, but I changed something on my form to say, um, it just was a question. Do you watch porn? Um, because I, I did that to actually refer them to, to this guy. And just like I do when the hypnotherapist came on and she was specializing in smoking, then, you know, we, t- we have a tick box on the form and that changes. Uh, he never ended up working for me, but every single guy that came in after that ticked that box. 
and I, and I started to look into it because I'd had conversations with him and I was like, Oh my God, this is what's actually happening. Uh, at the same time, I started dating a guy who, who was a bit nervous, I think <laughs> about meeting me and seeing what I was doing. And I just opened the clinic and we were having an open day and he said, I've actually um, had a really bad porn addiction in the past. And I said, Oh, okay. And, and it's weird when someone in your personal life, you know, wants to get help or tell you something because you don't want to be their practitioner. Um, so it was very kind of gray area. And I felt a bit insecure as a woman around this topic because I just kind of started out finding out about it. Anyway, long story short, he had a whole lot of symptoms, anger, mental health issues, depression, anxiety. He was a cop. So there's a whole lot of stuff that goes with his job. Um, mm. And, and he, he, he wouldn't even tell me. He said, I, I don't even want to tell you how bad it was. Uh, and he kept talking about it as if it was in the past, but he had erectile dysfunction and he had openly spoke to me about it and said, you know, I've got this problem, but he didn't know that it was because of porn and I didn't know. Um, so I was just really nervous about meeting him and having sex for the first time and whatever. And when we finally consummated the relationship during it, <laughs> he completely changed into something else. And I said to him, you watch a lot of porn still, don't you? And he said, oh, oh, oh. And that was the moment <laughs> that everything changed for me because all of the, 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 the links in the chain joined up because I was seeing like every second guy had erectile dysfunction. They all had depression. And I'm thinking, why is it that, you know, we have such a high suicide rate in men and 80% of it is men of, of the total group. And why is it getting worse? And, you know, I've, I've gone up against Beyond Blue a few times. They don't like me because I'm an alternative healer. Um, and, and I've looked at what they offer, let's say, right? So they offer GPs or pills. That's what's on their website. And I have a problem with that. And that's why they don't like me because I've <laughs> contacted them a number of times. But I'm thinking, well, what's going on? I know life is stressful. I know we're getting... Um, there's more pressure with social media and technology and, you know, demands on, on working and women working when they never used to. Like, I, I know all of that. But why is it men are killing themselves over compared to the women, right? So if we look at the suicide rates and just compare the two. And when I started researching this and realized what was going on in the brain for men, it, it's directly linked to suicide. So um, I did some research uh, eventually and over a two year period um, that's still going, um, it's an ongoing research project, but I had about 215 men um, answer this survey and we came, I knew it's every single guy that came to see me was watching porn. I'd only ever met like two or three in my life that weren't. And I'm thinking this is, this is bigger than we realize and no one's talking about it. So in my research, it came back 97% of men were watching porn regularly. And I was like, yes. And so I launched it, the research, the, the free ebook, you know, porn addiction. I came out, you know, into the world in, with this information and I got slammed hard by all of the practitioners and men's coaches who said I was shaming men by doing that. Uh, and that research was bogus and that it wasn't true. And I'm like, and, and that I just, that I just interviewed, you know, some freaks that I knew. Right. <laughs> and then, but the, the research came from LinkedIn. It came from all over the world. It wasn't from my clients, right? Maybe some of my clients who are friends with me on Facebook, but you know, it, this was like a, a, an objective view. And, um, 
when I, I just knew it and I'm like, this is, this is it. This is what's causing everything, right? So then we look into the brain and it causes brain damage. Right? Do you want me to go into what a porn addiction is? Yeah, I would love to. Cause um, even with the brain side, cause I've recently had like six months ago, I had my friend come on the podcast and he even, cause he's done a lot of research into it himself and he goes, it definitely has, cause he's done, you know, he's gone lengthy amount of, you know, cause you do eventually break and he's gone lengthy amount of times without watching porn. And he goes, mm. you, you notice a difference in your brain chemicals when you do yep. watch. And he goes, yep. I do think it has done some permanent damage. Yes, it does. Yep. And the problem is when I go through this in a sec, when you just keep in your mind that the 60% of guys that are contacting me now on Instagram are under 18. It's really bad, right? And I can't do anything for them because of their age, but mm. a lot of them are 13 as well, right? So I've got 13 year olds who have Instagram accounts. It's very gray area for me as a practitioner legally. Um, that's why I just have resources and I just go, go watch my videos because I, I can't treat them right, mm. without parental guardianship and they won't tell their parents. So we, we can't do anything there. Um, we were going to start boot camps for teens around this, but then again, they have to tell their parents, you know, we're going to go, try and go into schools where the schools is all red tape, right? So you've got these teenagers with developing brains. Our brain develops up until the age of about 25, right? Mm. And they're obliterating their brains at this point. Now, if you're adding gaming and alcohol and all these other things as well, you've got a, a massive problem and they're not giving themselves any start to life. Life and they're causing permanent damage. So, so what we define as a porn addiction is if you're watching it once a month or more. Now, most people go, fuck, once a month. You know, people will sit down with me and go, oh, I don't have a porn addiction. Or they call me and say, I don't have an addiction or anything, but I'm just curious as to, you know, what resources you have or whatever. Or they'll be like, I, I, I love porn and I don't have an addiction, um, but I just want to come and see you for anxiety. But 100% of cases of porn addiction have anxiety, right? So mm -hmm. we can't treat one without the other because it's the porn addiction that's causing the anxiety. Um, so we define porn addiction as watching it once a month or more. And the reason that's the textbook view on addiction, full stop. If you can't go without something for a month, Coke, as in Coca-Cola, <laughs> Coke, as in the other Coke, um, alcohol, your phone, gambling, it doesn't matter. If you can't go without it for a month, you have an addiction to that thing. Yeah. Right? I was going to jump in there for a bit. I have to vouch for that for addiction too, because we look at it as addiction as something, you know, you do all the time. And I'm someone like, I struggled with mental health too, as I explained on the mm -hmm. podcast and have spoken about like being, you know, addicted to alcohol and drugs because yeah. you use those substances to escape reality. And that's the way I look at an addiction. So if you're using yeah. it and it's the same with porn, people use it to escape reality. Yes, but porn right. is exactly the same as a drug addiction. So yeah. I'll explain how that works in a sec, but it's, um, yes, people are using it as an escape and yes, mm -hmm they're self-medicating with it. And yes, mm. things have happened to them in the past that are creating triggers and things like that. But mm. when we take away all of that, you actually have a brain addiction from very early on that, that has mm. nothing to do with any of that other stuff, right? Mm. So the reason why we say months, once a month also in porn addiction is because if guys are masturbating once a month and they're watching porn once a month and, that's the, and they don't masturbate without it, then they have a porn addiction. So even if they're only masturbating once every two months, but it's only ever with porn, they have a porn addiction. 
right? So that's at that end of the scale. Now I have a 71 year old that came to see me and he argued, very stubborn man. His wife had passed away. Um, he didn't want to, um, he didn't, he didn't even think this was a thing. He just knew that he wanted to kind of get back on the horse sexually. And then he had some mental health stuff and he wanted to see me for this treatment he read about and blah, blah, blah. So I asked him, how often are you watching porn? Oh, it's only about once a month. How often are you masturbating? Oh, it's about once a month. Okay. So you have a porn addiction and he's like, ah, no, you know? And the second time he came back, he's like, no. And he was kind of getting angry with me. I said to him, how old were you when you first started watching porn? And he was like, oh, I don't know, 13, 14. I said, so we're looking at a 55 year porn addiction. And he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah. So for the people that are watching this and, and kind of going, oh, she's full of shit. It's not because the men that are watching porn only masturbating when they're watching porn cannot masturbate without it. Most of them don't even think, oh, what's that about? How are you meant to masturbate without porn? Just like wank over yourself or your thoughts or something. Like, what's that about? Um, <laughs> right. So a lot of people don't even see it, even think that you could masturbate without porn. Right. So I come from a perspective where I make you more sexual and I help you masturbate properly. Right. We teach you all of this stuff. So people that think, you know, oh, she's on her soapbox and, and having a go. And no, I'm actually going to teach you because I'm a tantric practitioner. I teach you about energy and breath work and conscious self-pleasure all of those things so that you can light your body up like Luna Park at night and actually have fun in Luna Park by yourself, whether you're single or not. It's really important that you learn to self-pleasure consciously um, because self-pleasure is self-love, a reflection of self-love, self-pleasure, self-care, taking time out, um, not a quick wank in the shower, not a, you know, wanking over 50 different pussies when you're married. You know, it's, um, you know, a guy said to me recently, um, how are you going and, and whatever? And I said, yes. And, and he said, oh, you're against porn. He hadn't quite worked out that I was a porn addiction specialist. Um, he'd seen me years ago, but he hadn't put the two and two together. And I said, yeah. And, and he goes, you don't like it. I'm like, no, I don't like it. And, and he said, I said, you know, I'm a porn addiction specialist. That's like an, a, a drug addiction counselor dating someone that takes ice. And he's like, oh, oh, I just, I don't understand why you don't like it though. Like surely. And I said, why would I want to be with someone that, that masturbates over 50 different pussies in a week, like, and ejaculates over that and then turns to me and says, you know, let's hook up sexually. No, thanks. <laughs> right. So there's, so there's, there is the personal side that comes into this for me as a woman, but it's, it's, um, it's, I honor myself enough to want someone to be fully present with me because I know what porn does to people. And so the brain addiction is what happens is when you first start watching porn, say you're 13, right? And let's say you watch it because uh, they've got smartphones now and they didn't before, right? So back in my day, I'm 45, we're, we're talking magazines, VHS, if you're lucky, as you walk past, you know, you're with your parents in the video store, right? So you had to actually get the material somehow. And, and back then, video is a lot worse than, than magazines, let's say, right? Because it's moving pictures. And, and when you get the sense of what's happening, you don't have to use your imagination. So if we'd only stayed with magazines for the rest of our lives, we'd have men that were at least using their imagination and they're not now. All right. So that's part of the brain damage. So yeah, when you, I was going yeah. to say too, cause that's, that's something not even just with porn addiction, but so, you know, video games, TV, you're starting to yep. notice a lot more that children are lacking imagination now. It's really time. bad. It's really bad. Um, so I have a female client 
who has had a gaming addiction since she was five and she has the same um, symptoms as porn addiction. Right. So I'm starting to see teens now where the parents have agreed to let me see them and they've got both the gaming and the porn tends to go together for young, you know, 15 year olds kind of thing. So what happens in the brain is when you watch porn and masturbate, if you just watch porn your whole life, you would never have the chemical reaction going on in your body as if you couple the masturbation together. Cause that that's the problem. All right. So the porn is one thing. Um, but the masturbating, it's like, it's like if you, it's a bad example, but if you jumped out of a plane, you've got that thrill. But if you're masturbating at the same time, like, you know, it just takes it to a whole nother level. And what happens is the fireworks display is going off in the, in the brain. So you watch porn and uh, say you did it every single day for a week. It's exactly the same as a drug addiction. So if you took cocaine every single day for a week, that's exactly what's happening with a porn addiction. And no one, no one knows that right and they don't think that when they're first discovering it and discovering their penis and discovering that ejaculation and orgasm actually is is self-soothing and if there's problems going on in your life and the girls don't like you at school and the guys are picking on you or you're, you're too too small or too skinny or too fat or you know whatever that this is a self-soothing thing that happens but you you it's addictive. Like, you know, if we all think back to the first time we saw Paul, we were like, Oh my God, like, you know, where can I get, where can I see more of that? You know, when the internet first came out in 1991, we were all hovered around a computer typing in boobs and you know, whatever, when my parents weren't home. So it's, it's a curiosity that's there for all children. And we get that, but there's a difference between a curiosity about the human body and, and nakedness and sex. Cause we had no sex education. We were like, what, what is this? You know, what's a penis? Yeah, I vouch out for that because that's yeah. something I like completely missed out on in high school. Like, because yeah. I was, you know, I swapped between HB classes during that time. So, mm-hmm. the HB class I moved to actually already done it. So, that's something I completely missed out on. Yeah. And we, um, like, I grew up Catholic. So, there was no um, sex ed. And even in high school, there was some uh, biological kind of sex, like a cross section of the penis and the urethra and that, but there was no mention of like, you know, how to make babies, but in terms of sperm and egg, not penis and vagina, you know? (laughs) So that's what's lacking these days. So you watch porn and your brain releases a whole lot of chemicals and hormones in the body. Dopamine, serotonin and oxytocin are the three main ones. Dopamine is the addictive hormone. That's the one that everyone is the, the dopamine rush. Most people that watch porn or, or do no fap or whatever know about the dopamine. Um, and it's, it's what we call the novelty drug. It's like, I like what I see and I want to see more of it. That's what the brain does. It's like, oh, I like this. Oh, this didn't kill me, right? So there's a part of your brain that works in amongst that called the hind brain. It's the impulse part of the brain. And that's the bit that says, well, we didn't die from doing this yesterday. We're going to do it again tomorrow. And then again, and then again. And that's why people go from like maybe watching it once a month to watching it once a week to then watching it every day and then three times a day. I've got a client that watches well was watching it 36 times a day every day and ejaculating every single time and he's he's very unwell and he was 16 at the time you know no erections hadn't kissed a girl no dating no sex nothing and he was destroyed and suicidal right and physically his body he has problems in his bones and his hips and and all of that so you watch, uh, you get the dopamine, then you get the serotonin. Serotonin is the happy hormone. So people that have depression have low serotonin. Um, pills give them the serotonin or activate the serotonin. Going for a walk also activates, you know, that mm-hmm. serotonin exercising. So you get to feel happy. You get to feel rushed and like, ooh, like, you know, fired up. 
And then you've got the oxytocin. This is the one that I want to do more research on because I believe this is what's causing problems in relationships <clears throat> apart from the actual porn itself. Oxytocin is the bonding hormone. So when a woman gives birth, she produces oxytocin in really high levels to bond with the child. Right? When you hug someone, when you're in love with someone, when you're texting, when you're just dating and stuff, um, when you have sex with someone, there's oxytocin is being produced in the body. Unfortunately, when you watch porn, the subconscious mind says, thinks that everything you're watching, as long as you're having a feeling to it, so it might be goosebumps, might be feeling horny, might be um, an increased heart rate, it might be skin tingles, whatever it is, if you're experiencing something in the body physically while you're watching porn, your subconscious mind thinks it's happening to you. Just like if I sat here and cut open a lemon, started talking about the lemon and how juicy it was and how bitter and whatever, and put it in my mouth, your mouth might start salivating, even though there's no lemon here, right? And every time I tell that story, my glands start to go, right? So that's the subconscious mind thinking, because I'm telling you about it, it's like storytelling. People that want to sell their, um, you know, promote their businesses and stuff, we say storytell, because people will go down that road with you and feel what you're feeling. Unfortunately, when you're watching porn, your body thinks that you're actually there, right? Or experiencing it. And that's the problem because men are withdrawing from their partners and they're withdrawing from sex and they're withdrawing from social scenes. They get social anxiety. They don't want to go on dates. They'll just stay home and watch porn. They don't even go to the pub anymore. You know, and you watch the guys at the pub who are all just insular talking to each other. They're not even talking to girls anymore until they get a certain amount of drunk. And then they're like, you know, give it to me, baby, as you walk past. So all of these fireworks are going off. You've got opiates that are occurring as well. They're like the feel-good chemicals and you get tunnel vision. Tunnel vision when you're masturbating is like, um, you know, you might be in your room and your mum's walking down the corridor and you know she's coming or you hear the car door go and you can't stop because you're in that tunnel vision, right? An earthquake might have started. You're like, well, I'm going to have an orgasm, <laughs> right? So that's what tunnel vision is. And the danger with mental health is ADHD, autism, and um, anxiety and depression, people that suffer from those will be masturbating way more than everyone else because of that tunnel vision, because everything disappears when you masturbate, right? Someone might have died. And if you're masturbating, if you can bring yourself to masturbate, you're actually not thinking about that in that moment, right? It's a very bad example, but you get my drift, right? So you've got this fireworks display and it, what we call it is a hit. It's a drug hit, right? In that moment. And if and it, guys are watching years and years later, they don't get that same drug hit, right? They have to keep pushing their boundaries to get that like high that their body was used to. So if we just think about that 13 year old or 15 year old that's watching it every day and they've got this hit and then they get a crash. So the body actually releases the chemicals and hormones. So you get that, um, that, tiredness or like that we call it an ejaculation hangover afterwards and that's why so you're releasing all these chemicals so the danger in this is your body's producing way too many of those chemicals to begin with because it's like taking cocaine every day it's just not normal for the body to do that but the brain has to adjust you're not giving it a choice you're not going to die from watching porn so when it adjusts it changes the neural pathways and it starts to adapt right to what's going on and in order in and when it does that it's actually expecting then that level of chemicals then that level of chemicals and it keeps changing right so the brain expects and relies on the levels of chemicals that you've been producing 
And because of that, it's like going out, taking half a pill, taking a whole pill, taking three pills, adding cocaine and speed. It's exactly the same with, with porn, right? So you've got this hit and crash. The other thing that's happening with the crash is you get um, an increased hormone. I just can't think of it at the top of my head, um, which causes erectile dysfunction. So that, that's a problem as well. You then have your testicles trying to produce a million gazillion sperm that you just lost. And in order to do that, it requires energy in the body. And that's why you feel tired as well. And when you ejaculate, you lose your chi. You lose your life force energy through your seat, right? Chi is like a life force energy that runs through meridians, runs through organs, right? Mm -hmm. And every time if you bleed or it's in seminal fluid, um, you lose chi through any kind of addiction because you've got this hit crash kind of thing. So it's hit crash, hit crash. And guys will be on a cycle of that hit crash, right? So they'll say, uh, oh, I masturbate much more, then I'm okay for a couple of days. Okay means they're not horny. They're not like, oh, what's going on, right? There's a big difference between a guy just being horny and turned on by organic sexual you know, triggers, like they've just met someone or they're going on a date or whatever. There's a big difference between that and someone in the cycle of a porn addiction where they're just looking for the next drug or their brain is, right? So it's hit, crash, hit, crash, hit, crash. And then the cycle gets closer and closer and they end up going from one week to every couple of days to every day to, to whatever. To touch base on that too, what would you say the difference would be between the two? Between what, sorry? Uh, between, um, you know, Someone. a natural kind of horniness and then between a porn yeah, I've only ever met 21 men that don't watch porn. In, in their, they've never done it in their life. Like, it's just not their thing. They've seen it, like someone sent it to them, maybe, you know, when they were younger or something, but they don't masturbate to it. And I've kept track of those because it's important because I needed to see the control group, right? Because all I was seeing was the depleted people, right? And because I'm an energy healer, my body moves from energy when I put my hands on them. Um, that's all vibrational frequency, right? You'll hear me talk about that a lot. If you watch my videos, um, the vibrational, everything, um, vibrates at a certain frequency. If an organ is sick, the frequency will be lower than what it's meant to be. Um, love vibrates at a frequency. It's all hurts, right? To get to sleep, our bodies have to go into a certain frequency. Um, and that's why, you know, I give people sleep essence and it, and it lines their body with that frequency. So then they can fall asleep, right? It's not a magic potion. It's all about science and quantum physics, right? When I put my hands on someone that watches porn, my body um, kind of, uh, it's hard to explain unless you've seen me on video, but my, my abs clench involuntarily depending on their vibrational frequency. Right? And I normally do a demo for them before they actually start the session. And I show them their vibrational frequency and then I show them mine. And, I can, and then I show them my daughter's sometimes. She's not actually in the room, but we call in her energy so they can see the energy of a child versus me who's an energy worker versus them. So watching porn, any addictions, any, any of it, um, ejaculation, eating bad foods, um, all of these things cause your vibration to lower, right? And, and in the bigger picture of the bigger world, when you have a low vibration, so someone who moves slow, talks slow, depression, um, watches Netflix all day, doesn't get out of bed, it might be just one day or it might be if that's your life, that's a low vibration. A high vibration is someone like me who talks fast, moves fast, 50 million things on at go, but I can go into low vibration. And I've got to be careful to balance that out as well, right? Someone that doesn't watch porn, when I put my hands on them, 
my my body breaks out in like goosebumps and I get tingles and, and weirdness because it's a two-way street when you do energy work, right? It, you can't not channel energy and then it not come back and meet you. That's how it's meant to be. That's how sex is meant to be, right? But when you work on someone with porn, there's nothing. It's like, it's almost like a flat line. If you were looking at a heart monitor, it's like boom, 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 boom. And then, you know, there's nothing there. But by the end of the session, it's really, you know, full on, right? So guys that don't watch porn have high vibrational frequency. That means a whole lot of stuff, Heart, better mental health. You know, they don't have the brain damage of, of 50 years of um, porn. Oh, I'll cover the brain damage now. But yeah, they're completely different species, right? And this is why I won't date someone that watches porn because of that reason, because of the experience and the connection and the energy that flows through. You can't get that with someone that watches porn. You get a lot of spanking choking positions you know it's it's very mechanical the guys aren't present they're trying to touch themselves all the time to keep their erections going um i could just be anyone you know and and that's not necessarily because they're assholes these are these are nice guys that i've been with but they're just not they're just disconnected sexually completely so it affects the brain the frontal lobe right this is the most important part of the mental health stuff the frontal lobe is uh, responsible for controlling uh, sexual behaviors, emotions, emotional expression, decision-making, memory, focus, concentration, um, all of those. It's, the, it's actually the control panel of your brain. It, it's the control panel of your personality as well. You get depression, anxiety. Um, the gray matter in your brain also decreases from porn addiction. And I don't know if you've seen um, brain scans, it's a very famous brain scan on Google where there's a heroin addict, a porn addict and a normal person and the porn addict is, is worse than the, than the heroin addict. And I can vouch for that. Right? I, met, I can tell people have porn addictions just by talking to them now because I'm looking for the brain damage. Um, so it's in a developing brain that this normally happens, which really fucks people up for the rest of their lives because they're changing the neural pathways. This is why they don't masturbate without porn because they can't, right? This is why they, they masturbate when they're bored or when someone's been mean to them or they've been rejected is because they've wired themselves to do that. But it comes from way back, you know, back in the day. So, yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It, yeah, <laughs> it's quite like it, it's it. When you start like the way you explain it, especially from the scientific kind of background it makes complete sense and especially like with me you know starting to like even study trauma and stuff and yeah. you know as you know you're saying how the brain works now it yeah. makes perfect sense yeah i just want to um before we finish up touch oh. base on the effects on relationships sure so you can't have a porn addiction so so watching porn regularly classifies as a porn addiction right? you can't have a porn addiction without having brain damage and you can't have a porn addiction and brain damage without having mental health issues. And so it makes men sexually dysfunctional. 95, if not higher, about 97% of the guys that I see have erectile dysfunction, but only about, yeah, it's really high. So, you know, you say, they say one in five or one in eight men will have erectile dysfunction. I don't know who they're interviewing, but half of the guys don't even know they have erectile dysfunction. When I interview them first and we go through the consult and I say, you know, what's going on? Premature ejaculation, trouble having orgasm, getting erections, maintaining erections. No, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. But when I take away their sight 
and I touch them and their bodies to awaken and activate all of the actual sexual channels, the Kundalini, the meridians, the organs, the chakras, all of that. There's nothing, there's no, there's nothing. And then I get them to go home and do masturbation homework, um, conscious self-pleasure, and they have to close their eyes, keep their bums relaxed. They have to let the energy travel through. They can think about whatever they like as long as it's not a porn scene. They can't actually do it. There's no erections at all, right? So that's how we know. That's, that's why it's so high because men aren't masturbating without porn. They will get erect for porn, but not for when they're not watching porn. And then this affects relationships, right? So I reckon it's very high. Like I, I was dating a few years ago and, um, you know, I don't sleep around, but, you know, I take my time and I choose the right person and all of that. And, you know, there's this big buildup and anxiety and, and, and chemistry and whatever. And then, you know, erection issues, but they never talk to me about it. And you blame yourself, right? So the women are blaming themselves for all the erection issues, for not guys not being able to come, um, you know, they're feeling their boundaries are being crossed. Generally, if you ask any woman, she's had her boundaries crossed with men sexually. Um, even if it's just a little slap on the ass or pulling the hair or, you know, I've been choked, I've been all of these things. Men are just, you know, going about their business and, and doing this stuff. So it affects dating so much that I could do a whole other video on that. Um, you know, men aren't hunting anymore. They're not chasing. They're not making an effort. It's a numbers game. And, and, it, and the numbers game of Tinder, let's say the swiping yeah. ties directly into the dopamine fix of what that guys are never watching the same porn clip ever. New one, new one, new one, new one, new one. Well, guess what they're doing with women? This exact same thing. You know, I'm a good catch and guys will talk to me for oh, five minutes, if that, you know, and then that's it. You don't hear from them again. And you think, did I do something wrong? You have a look at the conversation or like you give them your, your number, they don't call. You're like, what is going on, right? And we've been taught as women to not be the progressor, to not be the, the assertive one, you know, and, and I'm an independent, strong woman. I've been single for 12 years. Like guys would be shit scared to come near me because of the work that I do. So I learned to soften and be submissive and just kind of back off a little bit and let them, but they don't. <laughs> right. And then relationships. I, I treat couples. Um, I treat women who are partners of porn addiction. Um, my new book coming out, it covers all of this. So we've got the stories of the porn addicts, the guys that have really been messed up from porn. We've got stories from the women who have been abused by partners because of porn. Um, and I cover all the toxic masculinity, um, the Me Too movement. So, you know, we, we can look at relationships in terms of marriage. It, it will fuck your relationship because you're not present. You can't show up. Guys will argue so much with this point, right? I can tell if a guy watches porn, if I don't ask any questions and the clothes come off, which never happens anymore, I can tell straight away. And I still have guys contacting me from my past saying, how did you know that I watched porn? And I'm like, whoa, because on the couch and over dinner, you were fucking amazing. And the chemist chemistry was firing around and you were treating me with respect and all that. The second the clothes came off, you just disappeared and you went into porn land, porno world. And they're like, what? And they don't get it. Right. It and sense, you have to be a woman to get it. And you have to be a woman that's seen both and known about both to actually get it. Right. So this is something that I'm trying to teach now and get women to be aware of boundaries. You know, there are, 
women that contact me and they're just sitting in bed with their partners and the partner's actually watching porn or going on to, you know, all of the Instagram and the Facebook, the soft porn, let's say, or their mates have sent them a video and they're sitting there watching it while the woman's in bed with them. It's so inappropriate. It, it is, um, it is a form of cheating, I believe. Um, it obviously depends on the discussions you've had. But if a woman is allowing or okay with her partner watching porn, I don't even come from a moral point standpoint with that. It's like he's going to have brain damage, depression, anxiety, impotence, have trouble having an orgasm, and he's going to see you. He can't help it. His brain and subconscious mind are going to see you and treat you differently. He's going to withdraw from sex. Why would you want that? Yeah, and it's going to make the, I guess, being as a male, that it makes you treat them like a drug. Yeah, and I can say from personal experience, and I hardly ever talk about my personal life, but um, the guys that I dated that don't watch porn, um, it's, it's mind-blowing, right? So I nearly, like I have, I'm a bit of a freak energetically. I can do, I have a lot of gifts and I'm intuitive and whatever. When I'm connecting with someone, I don't even have to be actually physically having sex, but when we're in that, you know, that pre-sex mode, they're like moving and shaking and feeling orgasms running up their body and we're not even having sex yet. Um, that can only happen with someone that's not watching porn. It's impossible for it to happen with someone that does. So my treatments actually activate Kundalini. And when we activate Kundalini, which is the sexual energy that runs up your spine, guys don't feel like watching porn ever again. This is, it's, it's the cure for porn addiction. Not that I'm allowed to say that, but that's, that's what happens. Um, when we activate your proper organic sexual energy, sexual life force, men that watch a lot of porn have no sex drive. They'll argue that till they're blue in the face and they'll say, no one can keep up with me. My wife can't keep up with me. I'm always wanting to have sex. I'm a sex addict. It's a porn addiction gone crazy. It's a brain addiction that, that needs the drug. That's all it is. That's what a sex addiction is. And I've also researched serial killers and, and it's the same there. All right. It all starts with porn because people will say, what about, oh no, because I've got an addictive personality and you know, it's the alcoholism that makes me this or the gambling that makes me, no, hang on a second. How old were you when you first saw porn versus when you first had your first drink? right? It's always that. It's always mm. that, that sets the brain into the addictive state. You don't have an addictive personality. You've got a brain damage already, right? So you can't have a, you can have a relationship because everyone's having relationships with porn. You can't have a fully connected present relationship with a, with a, a, a woman if you're watching porn. And as a woman, you, you can never expect them to show up sexually fully, right? So it's making everyone sexually dysfunctional men and women because the women don't want to they don't want to lose their guys they don't want to question a habit that society has said that well guys watch porn you know this is what they do and i'm not going to try and take that away from him because he's going to choose the porn over me so they feel insecure um we're doing a lot more work with the women now so that we can say well it's okay to say you don't want to be with someone that watches porn mm. you know so yeah should be okay though that's a crazy thing well it's been okay forever and it's been yeah. okay you know it's all in my book of all the experiences i've had and i had to sit here and write about it all and and just kept and it just kept dropping in i'm thinking oh my god that boyfriend was wanking you know with his mates and they were watching porn on playstation and they were all ejaculating in front of each other and and it was a bit of a game and it was funny and i remember him telling me and i 
kind of curled up in a little bit of a mental ball and didn't know how to react because I didn't want to be that needy woman, but I was in shock. I was like, does this actually happen? Like I spoke to my brother and said, I didn't even think, like I didn't know anything about masturbation when I was, you know, 21, you know, because of our Catholic upbringing. So every man that's kind of just been doing this stuff, women are sheltered generally, unless they're watching porn themselves. There's mm. this, there's this, we don't get it, right? And yes, we're from different planets, but women will say, oh, men are visual. That's what they need. No, no, no. They're visually stimulated by a woman in front of them. But watching porn is a brain addiction. It's got nothing to do with your eyeballs. So, mm. yeah. Makes perfect sense. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, there's so many topics we can dive down. I reckon, yeah, I'm more than happy to have you back on. And sure. And on a couple of topics. But right. with the final question, um, what is the legacy you want to create? Um, so the new book has been um, like both traumatic and therapy for me. This book was mm. something I wanted to write when I was almost dead under a different name because what I've experienced during this work and the stories that I have and, and have kept them in a vault, you know, the, 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 if I was to do stats on the amount of men that are cheating on their partners, it, it would frighten people. Um, I can't say anything. I can't confidentially say anything about anyone, but this book was meant to be released before I died under a different name because I couldn't handle being attacked for it while I'm still alive and, and kicking. However, I did a book course and someone convinced me to actually take that step. So that's my legacy. My legacy is, is to the men, because I've been helping men for years. I've treated thousands and thousands of men. I've changed lives. I've saved lives, you know, all of that. So that's been my mission and my purpose, but my wider purpose is now I'm going to branch out. I'll be working in porn addiction as a whole thing, not just men's health. So it'll be women, partners, kids. We're moving into, you know, the kids that are affected by seeing it at age five, the teens that are watching it. So it's, that's my legacy now is to, I'm the Oprah of porn addiction. That's my goal. <laughs> um, and the legacy is to um, educate everyone on this and that's what the new book is about so that you know i was so afraid to talk about toxic masculinity because every time i mention it i literally use, lose friends on facebook people delete me and block me because they don't think i should be helping men and also talking about toxic masculinity but you can't in porn addiction you have to because of the sexual requests the sexual harassment the things that have been thrown at me just doing this work you know, and every woman I know has been sexually harassed on this planet. So it's, it's time now for me to not switch teams because I'm not, but the legacy is to educate everyone about the inside world of this, including sex trafficking, pedophilia. Um, all of that is in my new book. We're going to cover it all off and it's, and it's, it's going to be a bomb that drops on the world. I, I know that I'm, I'm going to have to go into hiding when it's released, but I do have other people's stories in there. So, um, I have support and it's a collective share and you know, it's, hearing people's stories for so long both sides and not being able to share that with but people don't hear these they don't hear these stories they don't hear them from their partners they don't know that their partners are watching porn i hear it all i hear about the massages the sex workers the cheating the dating sites that so it's important now that we all know this information so that's my legacy um and to pass on so i'm going to start training people up in what i do um, passing on my treatments, my physical treatments, also my programs, 
Um, so if anyone's watching this that is a practitioner, um, or works in mental health and that would like to um, start looking at this because you can't treat men and not look at this. You just can't. Um, so that, that's my goal is to leave, you know, I'm st I'll still be working till I'm 80 and I want an army of clones, <laughs> you know, to do this work because we are changing the vibration of the, the planet doing this work. And once upon a time, no one even knew what porn addiction is. Now the stats are coming. They're actually coming down. It's gone down to 87% of men are watching porn now instead of 97%. So we do, we're doing good work and we, we're going to save men from suicide. That, mm. That's my biggest goal. Yeah. Yeah. I 100% agree with that. And you know, the only way we can, you know, heal the world is actually looking at the hard stuff, bring the hard stuff to the surface. Yeah. You know, we've got to stop hiding all this kind of stuff. Let's be open because then, yeah. you know, we understand where each other's coming from. And then once you know and accept where we're at, we can yeah. start moving forward. That's it. It's, it's these hidden, you know, every, if I talked about drug addiction, everyone would be like, oh, yeah. You know, as soon as I talk about kids being damaged by this, I get a whole lot of engagement on social media. If I talk about the men, it's like crickets. <laughs> <laughs> No one says anything, no one engages, nothing. Social media is a nightmare for me because of that reason. But then people come in and they go, oh yeah, I saw your Facebook this and I saw this and I saw this video and I said, and I'm like, so people are watching very quietly. I've never met a man ever that has told his partner the extent, and I do ask every single client, the extent at which he's watching porn and the habits he has around it. No one knows except for me. And it's too much for me to, to, to hold that vault, you know, tight. So it's coming out. The stories aren't coming out, but the information and the collective kind of learnings are, are now coming out. So that's my legacy. So yeah, it's a bit Amazing. scary. It's called the uncensored threat, just in case everyone's wondering, um, losing generations to pornography because that's mm. what's happening. Yeah, I'll link up all your social medias and yeah, beautiful and kind of stuff. But yeah, thank you heaps for coming on. Really appreciate it. That was an awesome topic. I learned heaps out of that too. <laughs> You're I'm welcome. Too. Right, cheers for tuning in today's podcast, guys. Um, I just want to put a quick thing out there. I am currently doing a online one-on-one -on -one course for your mental well-being, so you can check that out at mitchellcrocker.com forward slash courses and all the rest of the information there. If you have any questions, make sure you reach out to me on any of my socials or email, which is on the website too. And also to um, tell us what, tell me what you thought of the podcast, um, give us a like, you know, so forth. And if you think this podcast will add some value to a friend, share it with them. But thank you for tuning in today, guys. Very much.